Welcome, welcome all to another episode of your favorite podcast, Targo, my friend. Hello there. Hello, long time no see, man. I know, right? How are you today? Not too bad. Yeah. Got a beer here I've never tried before, so we'll see how that goes. Same here. I'm excited. And it's not a small one, so I hope I like it. Mine's a regular can, so. Mine's the size (laughs) of my head almost, so. So what are you drinking? I am drinking Tropic Haze India Pale Ale from Silver City Brewery. I've actually had that one. You have? Mm-hmm. How is it? I, I thought it was okay. I'm not much of an IPA fan, but it was, uh, I didn't spit it out. So. <laughs> have you ever spit out a beer? Yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah. Usually it's flat, though. Not too bad. It is a little, you know, it is an IPA. Yeah. It's a little not hoppy. too bad. It's not strong. Well, that's good. Flavor, which I. That's good. Uh, what percentage is it? Oh, man. It is 6.4. Oh. So you got a, a, a weak IPA, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today I'm drinking from my favorite brewery, Humble Abode Brewing. It's right down the street. Uh, in honor of Bayern Munich retaking the lead on top of the Bundesliga with their victory in Der Klassica, it is a Munich Dunkel Lager. Munich Never tried Dunkel this one. Lager. It's brand okay. new for them. Ooh, yeah. That's good. That's some good stuff. Good. All right. Well, those are our brews. Let's get some banter. Welcome. <laughs> Let's get some brews banter going, and man. banter. All right, this was uh, an interesting had, weekend. Hold on, huh? finally had club football back, man. Woo! No more international. Yes. Man, I hate international breaks. They, man. <laughs> Always been, like, the most depressing two weeks in my life. We had some good Every games month. this weekend, too. Yes, we did. So, we came back with a bang. Let's start in the English Premier League. Yeah. On April 1st. Liverpool beat Manchester City. April Fools. (laughs) Manchester City thumped Liverpool four to one. Uh, I mean, we—I don't think we really thought it was going to be any other way. There was a chance that was about it. But Liverpool took the lead early, but it was all Manchester. Had you thinking? Had you thinking? Maybe for a second Mm -hmm. there, but no. Man City were like, nah. Yeah. Came back what? A few minutes later. 10 minutes yeah, later or something like that. A few minutes later and then piled it on from there, winning 4-1. Yeah. Yeah, they did, man. I mean, honestly, he had goals by De Bruyne, Gunigan, Alvarez, Grealish. Grealish looked like he had a fantastic game. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sitting gonna, on the toilet at halftime. Going, I'm going to say it stomach now. Hurting. <laughs> I'm going to say it now. I know I've been very critical and harsh of Jack Grealish. And I said how bad of a signing it was for Manchester City. He's a stud. And he is not a terrible signing. He's actually quite a good one. So. Officially off the terrible signing list, huh? Uh, off of mine, yes. 100%. Okay. How but terrible did Trent Alexander-Arnold look? I was just going to say, speaking <laughs> of terrible, holy cow. I, does he play for Liverpool next year? Probably, yeah. I mean, I will say there's probably three goals he was at fault for. Three of the four, I, I would say, yeah. 
I mean, the first goal, Grealish puts it between his legs for a cross. And for those of you who haven't gets seen tapped it, in. he wasn't very close to him either. It just went yeah. through his legs from about 15 yards away. The second goal, you know, what was it? A shot? It wasn't a very hard shot, but he's six a foot out there and pokes it straight to Gunnigan. Mm-hmm. I mean, could he have cleared it better? Could he have just let it go? Was it going in? I don't know. Should have done better than what he did of just basically passing it to Ilkay Gunnigan, who mm-hmm. calmly finishes it. Taps it in. And then the third one, which I would say is at most fault for, Jack Grealish gives a pass, continues his run, and Trent does not follow him. Just lets Jack Grealish go. And guess what? He scores. Surprise, surprise. Or not surprise when you let a player run into the box unmarked. <laughs> no, and it's been the th- pretty much the theme of Liverpool season. And Trent Alexander-Arnold pretty much sums up this Liverpool squad at the moment. Yeah, when I mean, they play well, they're one of the best teams in the world, but they haven't been. When they play well, they are. Yeah, when they play well, which is few and far between these days. It and is, when yeah. when you don't play well against a rampant Manchester City side right now, you pay for it. I mean, that was like an embarrassing loss, man. 4-1. Yeah. And I mean, Mo Salah I'll be honest with ahead you, it and- probably could have been more. Probably, but you, I mean, we had high hopes. Like, obviously, at the beginning of the game, I mean, Man City were dominating. Liverpool kind of get a breakaway. Jota kind of holds up the ball and kind of leaves it for Salah, who just side foots it in. But, and you had hope at that point. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, Liverpool are actually going to play. But no, they didn't. No. Yeah, I mean, sucks to be a Liverpool fan right now. That's all I can it say. Does. And I normally would say I feel bad for them, but um, welcome to our world for the last couple of seasons. That's that's all I'm <laughs> going to say. Next up, we had a surprise result. Bournemouth beating Fulham 2-1. to one. I didn't think they stood any chance of winning this game. Yeah, no, Alexander Mitrovic serving a three-match ban. Probably could be more. We'll see. I think there's some meetings on... On what's going to happen to him here this week. But yeah, Fulham don't look good right now, man. No, they're bad. I mean, out of their last five games, they've got three losses. Their last three games are three losses, a draw and then a win. It's just weird because they have the quality and they have shown it all season. And just the last couple of weeks, it's just the wheels have fallen off. Is this the kind of real Fulham? Maybe they were... Playing Maybe. above what they should have kind of been. It's very possible. Um, I just with the names on their squad, it kind of makes me think that this is just a dip in form. This is a dip of a couple months, though. <sighs> yeah, I guess since the World Cup, they've been pretty inconsistent. So, like they started okay right after the World Cup, but then yeah, slowly. I kind of, I kind of go back to that game against Wolves. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that was really the game where you're like, oh, they didn't play very well. You know, was it Fulham not playing well or Wolves playing really well? Uh, Now I would say it's probably a combination of the two. Yeah, I would. But Fulham have definitely dropped since the beginning of the season, for sure. Yeah. Hopefully they can start right that ship because they're. I hope so. I mean, they're still ahead of Chelsea. Being in Europe, man. 
I know. They they, they had a shout and now they know from that. Don't really have much of one if they keep playing like this. I mean, they're 10 points off of European plays. Right. Uh, yeah. So enough about Fulham. Let's talk about the team one. Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Huge, huge win for them. Jumping them all the way up to 16th place. But how about that goal to level mm-hmm. the game from uh, Tavernier? Tavernier? Yeah, Tavernier. Whatever. I think it's Marcus Tavernier. Yeah, dude, beautiful yeah. curler. Man, I don't think anyone could hit that sweeter and better for the p- placement of that. Right it was, it in was the a top beauty. bit. Yeah. It just. Where the like spider the makes its it. web, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huge goal for them. And then Dominic Solanke just essentially muscles the defender and the ball into the net for the last one. To yeah. Get the game winner in the 79th. Huge match for Bournemouth. Huge win. They desperately needed those points. Takes them out of the relegation zone. I mean, it's still a dogfight down there. And we'll oh, get into that in a little bit. But three points is huge. Any point is huge at this point of the season. Yeah. Now to the other end of the table. <clears throat> our boys Arsenal against Leeds United. And I'll be honest with you, looking at the lineups at the beginning of this game, Leeds looked like they already wanted to lose this game because they sat out a bunch of their key players. Well, I mean, they they have a lot of players hurt. They do. Uh, Tyler Adams is hurt. and Was it Gonto is hurt? And so I feel like, you know, some key players missing. They were going to, this is going to be a defensive game. Yeah. Arsenal, I mean, it, it already to break was, them down. but they do play Nottingham Forest midweek. So part of me thinks they kind of were just like, well, we don't want to risk anybody. If someone's carrying anything, we'll just sit them for this game. And we'll try to get some points against Nottingham Forest, because ultimately that's more important than getting points against Arsenal. Who yeah. they probably wouldn't have got any against anyways. And so I guess Arsenal it's win this one four one. Uh Leeds looked pretty good in the opening thirty minutes. They did. Honestly, I thought they were the better team. Somerville, I thought was honestly the best player on the pitch. Yeah. Causing Arsenal defenders some problems. Ben White. He was going at running at him, causing him some problems. Yeah. Um with William Saliba still out for this game, Rob Holding there too. He was causing him problems. <laughs> But against what you would call, I guess, the run of play. Yeah, I would have called Jesus it. Gets caught by, was it Luke Ayling? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest. It was kind of a, a light foul, but it's a foul nonetheless. It was a soft one. Any, anywhere else on the field, that's a foul. He also, I mean, he put him through the wash cycle, man. Oh, he went 100%. left, right, left, right, left, right, yeah. and just sat him down. And then when he went to go... Ailing just kind of caught him. It looked like, was it on the knee or something? But he stepped up, converted the penalty, his first goal since October. Very nice to see. Uh, And it just was all Arsenal from there. It really was. It kind of was. The second half was a completely different half. Yeah, I mean, only two minutes into the second half, Ben White taps in a beautiful ball from Gabriel Martinelli after he, too, sent Ailing to the cleaners. And then Gabriel Jesus gets his second goal, which is two more than Richarlison has all season. (laughs) 
Way to get that dig in there, man. Of course. Of I guess course. it's important noting we uh at the time of this recording, Everton and Tottenham haven't played yet. So. Yes. Yeah, at the time of this recording. Uh I just yeah, what a what a godsend Leandro Trossard has been. Oh, Duke, we'll get to you know the player Arsenal almost signed, Mihailo Mudrik. I want to talk about his game a little bit later, but oh man. Trossard, Leandro Trossard. He's got seven assists in his last five games. I don't think anyone thought he would be, he'd come off the ground this high, you know, flying this high for Arsenal. Some of the balls he plays too. I didn't even know he had that in him. Oh, it's fantastic. Fantastic. So he assists Gabriel Jesus in the 55th, put Arsenal up. Leeds get one back. Uh, Rasmus Christensen in the 76th. And then what a beautiful ball by Martin Odegaard for Arsenal's fourth. Honestly, beautiful Grant ball, beautiful header from Xhaka. I mean, that's that's not easy, those glancing headers, man. No, just not at all. But to be able to put it. it on a plate for him to be able to do that from the angle that he hit it at, almost the middle of the field, it's absolutely beautiful. It was fantastic, yeah. Great, great win for Arsenal. I would say a fantastic second half performance. Their first half could have definitely been better. And I and Leeds, I, I Leeds kind of got to dust himself off and look to midweek, man. They, they got to get do. points they against those teams around them. Fast. But I, I know you and I not on the podcast talk about Arsenal a lot. I just wanted to, you know, it's it's hard not to talk about them every second of every day. <laughs> but how good are they right now? Like, come They're on, fantastic, man. Just for, fantastic. Top just of the for reference, League. this point in the season, they are one point behind the Invincibles and better than all but one Manchester City title-winning squad, which was the Centurions that hit 100-plus points. Well, I think I looked at a stat also, like throughout all of Europe, all the major European leagues, Arsenal would be in second right now behind Napoli in points. Yeah. Um, That's the have, only they team have that two would... games. Barcelona has two games in hand on them. So Barcelona could be the top of that table by the time they play those two games. But you're right. Arsenal are the second best team in Europe via how many points they have in the Point league. Point-wise, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're fantastic. I, I don't know what Mikel Arteta is putting in the water over there, but everyone's stepping up this season, and it's fantastic to see. It is. Next up, speaking of teams that are fun to see. Dude, this was the game of the weekend for me. Man, it was. In the Brighton Premier League, at least. Brentford, this was, I want to call it a heavyweight slugfest, but it kind of <laughs> was. Not really heavyweights, maybe middleweight, light yeah. heavyweight. There you go. Man, they were taking some blows back and forth. 3-3 three, three, this one ended. This one was wild, man. Brentford would score, and then Brighton would score. Brentford would score, Brighton would score. And that's just All the way to the 90th minute. Literally. It was, yeah. <laughs> Brentford, I mean, they took the lead off a cross. And uh, Pontus Jensen, man, gets a header in in the 10th minute. Then Matoma levels the game with a beautiful loft over the goalkeeper, man. It was a beauty. What an assist from Steele. Oh. oh, yeah, the goalkeeper, man. Just a beautiful ball right over the top to Matoma. Matoma gets put one-on-one with the goalkeeper and just, boop, lofts it right over him. <laughs> Got a little to see that. And then my main man, Ivan Tony. The inevitable. A minute later. A whole minute later. The inevitable. <laughs> puts Brentford back up to 2 1 at that point. 
And then that guy Wells, man. That guy. Danny Welbeck. That guy. Sully March puts in a cross for him and he heads it in. 2 2 at halftime. <laughs> and little, the goals did A little didn't stop slower there. in the second half, but. Yeah, but they didn't stop there. <laughs> Ethan Finnock put Brentford ahead in the 49th um, off of Brian and Bomo uh, free kick. And then guess what? Brighton scored again. Yeah. Callister ties it up with a PK after a handball. It was the handball for this penalty kick. I'm sorry, Aaron Hickey, but your arms should be that far from your body when you're trying to block a shot. But it was a weird one because he almost like dove body first, like body first in front of the player. And then his back's turned, but it still hit his arm and it, it is out. So. Yeah, and his arm was going towards the ball as well. So I, it almost looked like he was trying to be the goalie in that situation to me. Either way, penalty goalie kick. doesn't know Kallister how to be a goalie. 3-3. Three, three, I think it was a just result. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I would say I like the way Brighton play better, but credit to Brentford, man, going ahead every time. Yeah, and it's not Brentford, you know, coming back each time they were ahead every single time every time yeah they never were behind they had those hideous jerseys on with those the paint Again, splatter i don't know i don't know paint it doesn't look like splatter man they're, they're squares or something i don't know what it is i hate it though <laughs> for a change your jerseys i mean you you've got a couple of statements on jerseys in this one so i do man there's another team you. we're just gonna go on to the next one <laughs> we'll go on Huge let's go on. win for Crystal Palace in the return of Roy Hodgson and beating Leicester City, a hapless Leicester City, two to one. Go ahead. You can say it. Go ahead. Leicester City, man. Speaking of jerseys, these were the uh, these are uglier than Brentford's, I think. Man. They're not gold. They're like they're a not beige. brown. They're, they're khaki, not yellow. Beige, whatever they are. <laughs> I hate them. And they should burn them. Should burn those jerseys. And nothing trumps gross. Tottenham's away jersey. I'm sorry. It is the worst jersey in the Premier League this season. But uh, there are some bad ones. Some great ones. But a lot of bad ones. Those ones are bad. This was a huge win for Crystal Palace. Almost, I would say almost at this point, you know, they're... 30 points I would almost call them safe you think Leicester City's going to pick up five points for the end of the season Everton's going to pick up five points Southampton get seven I don't think so I don't think many teams below them get five points but they all play I don't think each other, they, I so. don't they may get those points but I think also Crystal Palace will pick up points yeah Crystal Palace do have the easiest remaining schedule because they play pretty much every team below them. Yeah, and, and you know, we both expected Crystal Palace to be safe. We both expected probably Crystal Palace to either get a win or draw out of this game. Yeah. But it, it's you still got a job to do again. Oh, yeah. You still got to go out there and get the points. And this I mean, wasn't an easy game by any means because Leicester no. went out and got the lead. They were up 1-0 off of a rocket from Ricardo Pereira. Yeah, and he's always got that in his locker, too. So, And, you know, that was pretty late in the game. That was in the 56th. And then Palace 
cut level off a it was a beautiful free kick, man, from Abrici Eze, and it bounces off the crossbar and off hits the, the back of the butt. goalie. Yeah. yeah. And into the goal. Went in. So there you go, one one. And then uh, Jean Philippe Mateta, man, and ninetieth plus four. Yeah. Literally the last kick of the game. It was. Literally. Because there was four minutes of stoppage time. (laughs) And this was, yeah. Yeah. Right there in the last few seconds. And not long after this game, news coming out, Brandon Rogers sacked. Right time? The the reports I saw, it was uh, he left by mutual consent. Okay. I guess uh, what he's done for... The club of Leicester. Um, I guess that would be something you would have to do it for mutual consent. Either way, he left. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to insert a plug here. We covered who would replace him already. So if you're on YouTube, go look it up. Bruise and Banter FC. Also check out our Facebook group. We've had discussions about it. And our TikTok and our Instagram. And check out our Redbubble. We got some awesome merch on there. Nottingham Forest and Wolves tied 1-1. Brendan Johnson, man on fire. Just result, I would almost say. Um, Brendan Johnson, yeah, he got the first goal in the 38th minute. This is kind of, I don't know, man. This is a weird game. It's it was a scrap between two teams. It was scrap. It was feisty. Lots of yellow cards in this game. Brennan Johnson got a yellow card for diving, which man, the skill before it, he makes his defender. It's like, dude, just keep going. Like if he was going to go down, he should have gone down before when the defender actually had a hold of his arm. Right. And was actually fouling him. But no, he he stays on his feet, goes around him and then decides to go down off a little brush, you know, and it's. Stay on your feet, dude. But he looked really good, I thought. Brennan yeah. Johnson, man. I mean, he's, he's, easily, he's easily the best player. And I would be very surprised if he's playing for them next season. If they stay in the prem, I think he will. Okay. We'll see. I just, For me, he's too good. And he's a young and up-and-coming talent. I think someone higher up in the table picks him up. I think he I mean, would... Be perfect Maybe, but I think it would be better for his like, career if he stayed at Forest. Yeah, I, I mean, I he's going to play week in and week for, out. I could see him playing for a team like a Brighton, Aston Villa, Crystal Palace needs him, man. Crystal Palace. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, this point for both teams keeps Forest fifteenth and Wolves thirteenth. But one point further away from the drop zone. Yeah, I mean Wolves—they got their leveler by Daniel from Daniel Podence. Shot, someone takes a shot, kind of bounces out to him. So a little bit of luck there, but then man, he he fakes a shot on his left and cuts it back on his right, and it was a beautiful cut. Mm-hmm. He rifles it, takes a little deflection, and kind of takes it over Kaylor Navas. Just result, though, I would say. Yeah, I would say so too. Yeah. Next up, the uh, forever surprising Chelsea against Aston Villa. Chelsea losing this one, 2-0. Um, and what did I say, man? You after did. This, but last week, I said, if Chelsea do not win this game, 
or even just draw this game, I'm officially Potter out. Mm-hmm. And it looks like Todd Bowley had the same thoughts as I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a bit of foreshadowing for in a second. But let's talk about the game first. Okay. Before we get into that. Because then we'll get sidetracked and not remember that we were talking about a game. So, Aston Villa win 2-0. Jump above Chelsea in the table. Ollie Watkins, beautiful loft over Keppa, And John McGinn with a delicious strike in the 56th minute. Yeah, man. I mean, up until that first goal, Villa looked good. Yeah. Like, they were putting the pressure. They got that goal, and then Chelsea, I would say, came to life. And it was kind of all Chelsea then in that yeah. first half. Milo Mudrick, man. Let's let's talk about him. How terrible is he? I Why hope his potential so is nothing like the way he's playing right now. Because it's not just like he's bad. It's like I could finish better than he can. Like there was one, he put pressure on the defender and the defender kind of lost it. And he gets to, to, to Mudrick and he's through on goal with Emmy Martinez and he blasts a shot and he blasts it wide. But then also he had, I can't remember if it was Kai Havertz or Zhao Felix right there in the middle that he could have honestly just easiest pass in the world. Well, and there was also another one where he is in on goal with Kai Havertz across the goal from him. And instead of taking it at Emmy Martinez, he decides to shoot from outside the 18 yard box, but I can't even really call it a shot. Because it was more like, let me pass it on the ground straight to Emmy Martinez. It was that. Yeah, what bad. a beautiful, yeah, what a beautiful ball to him. I think it was from Mateo Kovacic who played the ball. But yeah, mm-hmm. he's through on goal, like you say, one on one with the goalkeeper, and tries to take the shot super early with his weaker foot, and just ends up really passing it back to the goalie. I, I don't know what he was doing there. Take a touch, get it on know. your stronger Anyways, foot. I hope he's, he can get better because. 108 million for that. The only thing, the only positive I can say about him is he is really fast. He is really fast. (laughs) He is really fast. He is. But I mean, we've seen, I mean, being Arsenal fans, we've seen really fast players come in all the time. Can't do crap. The Walcott. None of them cost 108 million. No, no, they didn't. And I don't even think Theo Walcott missed chance like that. That badly. I've seen him miss sitters, though. Like, really bad yeah. ones. On a positive Chelsea note, though, man, how good was it see to N'Golo Kante back on the pitch, man? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's been He's too one of those long. players you can't he hate. Is one, yeah, exactly. He's one of the good guys. You got to love him. He's just... He's so down to earth. He, he's just... Yeah. It's a good person, good human. I love to see him back. It's been way too long. Had injury problems the last, what, two years, pretty much? Forever, man. Have, has yeah. he even played this season? I'd, I'd have no. to look, see how many appearances he even has. I don't think so. If he did, it was the very, very beginning of the season. But I, I don't think he's played since then. Anyways, to your point, Graham Potter, after this game, fired by Todd Bowley. Uh, Chelsea spent $21 million to sign him to break his contract with Brighton. <laughs> Good they, had to spend, for... <laughs> they had to spend $60 million to fire him after seven a, months in the job. What a payday for Graham Potter, huh? Wow. I mean, it, okay. Um, he, he coached 31 games. 
won 12, drew 8, lost 11. That's, that's like bottom of the table, mid-table. Oh, wait, that's where they're at. They're, they're yeah. in this bottom half of the table. Bottom You're half not of the wrong, table. Man. <laughs> man. They're in 11th place. 11th place with a negative goal differential. I don't think I've seen that. I think the last place that happened to Chelsea, I think was, I think I heard someone say it was like early 80s. Last time they were mid-table and bottom or negative goal differential. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, am I surprised? No, I would have done the same thing. I I called it if they don't win this game, I Potter out. Yeah, rightly so. Rightly so. So with Potter actually being out, where did Chelsea go from here? They had nothing to play for this season except for a final against Real Madrid. In That's 10 all days? they have to play for. You're not wrong. There's, they're not going to be in the Champions League next year unless they win it, which is, again, unlikely. They're not going to move up the Premier League table very much. I mean, they're just they're so far down there, man. I mean, I mean, they're they officially points. they're officially disqualified from winning the title now because they can't get enough points to catch up to Arsenal, and that would also mean Arsenal would have to lose every game. Well, I mean, that, that's again a very unlikely scenario. But let's even go down to fifth place. Yeah, they're eleven points off fifth place. They're not going to get there. No. So Todd Bowley, man, he's going to have to figure out what he's going to do for a coach. Yeah, I mean, you think Europa League spots, maybe, but they would still have to catch Brighton. 43 points. So, I mean, they're only five points behind them, but Brighton have two games in hand for any European spot. Yeah, I, I don't see it at all. For me, for Chelsea, though. They fired Thomas Tuchel. He's still sour about that. Yeah, he mentioned something uh, in a press conference. He, that's all he Bayern talked Munich about here. for the first 10 minutes of his press conference. Now, I mean, who are the coaches available that you could hire that are good enough to coach at Chelsea? You got Zidane, Luis Enrique, Julian Nagelsmann. But Nagelsmann still is under contract by Bayern Munich, even though he's technically fired. So they still have to f- pay to break that contract. I don't know what they do. I honestly, Nagelsmann will probably be the best bet. You want a long-term coach that is good at, you know, fostering young talent. Yeah. 100%. Or do you, or does Todd Bowley want someone who's like, I need someone who will win now. <laughs> is there a coach that could go in there and start winning now? I mean, theoretically you would think Zidane could. Do you think they can actually get him, though? No, I don't. Do you think he would want that project at no. Chelsea? No. You've seen the way that Chelsea have been playing this season? I don't think Zidane wants that job at all. I think he'd only really take a top-level job where he's going to win things. And definitely not midseason or towards the end of the season. It'll be interesting to see what happens, that's for sure, with Chelsea. Definitely. As for Graham Potter, do you think he's a lock for the Leicester City job? I don't know, man. After watching Graham Potter, I wouldn't want him as my coach. <laughs> if I'm the owner of a club. It's different, right? 
Because is- he did so good for Brighton, a team of no egos, besides maybe now Alexis McAllister because he won a World Cup. Going I would to still have to City. see him coach somewhere else, man, and have him see some a little bit of success before I wanted to hire him, if I were the Leicester board. Well, let but us know what know. you guys think. We'd love to hear it. <clears throat> I think that he will be in the front running for Leicester City job, especially because Maybe Tottenham go and get him now. Money. <laughs> you know, if he coaches the way he did at Chelsea, Tottenham, go for it. I'd love <laughs> to see it. All right. April 2nd. No more April Fool's jokes. Uh, West Ham against Southampton. This was a bottom of the table six-pointer. West Ham win 1-0. Jump up to 14th after sitting 19th in the table. That result also probably helped David Moyes' uh, efforts at every, West Ham. every game is going to be teetering him on a fence or a tightrope either way. Yeah, he's definitely on a tightrope. No matter what result, like he's got to be. Still, unless he's winning. They're, they're still in the Euro, what European Conference League? Is that what it's called? Yeah, something like they're that. They're the only team in Europe to not have lost in that competition or in any competition, as far as English teams, I should say. They still have. I mean, they got two games in hand on Southampton and a game in hand on everybody else. The two teams above them, Wolves and Palace, have two games in. Or they have two games in hand on them. So I I think things are looking up for West Ham. I agree. They don't have quite a favorable schedule their next couple of games, but I think with... they'll still be in the fight, oh, that yeah. relegation fight. Oh yeah. But I think they'll again we we've we've both said they'll make it out. You know, this yeah. this game they played against Southampton, this was a snooze fest, man. There wasn't a lot of goal mouth action. They got the one goal, I think it was off a free kick mm-hmm. header. Crossed, crossed in a free kick, got a header. Yeah, naive Ogard. But I mean, Southampton. You got to look at Southampton, man. Now they're they're going four down. points from safety. Yeah, I I don't think there's anything they can do to they go win, win games that they yeah, expected well, to win. Would get them up there, but everybody everybody <clears throat> that's not in the bottom three seems to be winning games or getting points. This week, yeah. I mean, you look at Leeds and Leicester. They didn't, and they dropped down. Leicester City yeah. are now in 19th place, man. We'll Leeds see. I mean, 17th. Leeds, Leeds and Forest play each other midweek. Everton still have to play Tottenham. And who knows what Tottenham side is going to show up. We'll see. I'm going to go Everton get a, a draw on that one, man. <laughs> a draw. <laughs> Next up, the big game of the weekend besides City. I guess we began the weekend with a big game, and we ended with a big game. Newcastle yeah, United against Manchester United. I'll be honest. This was one-way traffic pretty much the whole game. Newcastle winning 2-0. It was, man. It was. Joe Willock put a header in in the 65th minute. But even the first half, like De Gea was the busier. I would say of the two goalkeepers. Oh, and he had some amazing saves. He did. Whole. Oh. Yeah. And then, I I just, it just looked like it was inevitable that Newcastle were going to get a goal. Will it got one? And then Callum Wilson finally gets another goal. 
scoring drought. I didn't even tell you how long that's been. It seems like it's been ages since he last scored. But it was a great header off of a great Trippier free kick. 88th minute. Really to just put a dagger in the Nail hearts in of the United coffin, fans yeah. everywhere. But yeah, man, Newcastle, they get revenge from that uh, League Cup loss. And they also jump above Manchester United now into third place. Mm-hmm. Tied on points, but with a better goal differential with Man yeah. United. And a game in hand on Tottenham Hotspur. And they're a point above them. So I think this is good news. And it's a good point in the season for Newcastle to start getting hot. Manchester United haven't won since February. Is that real? Yeah. February 19th was the last time they won in the league. Away from home, I should say. Away from Away home. from home. Okay. Because I was saying, in the last five games, they got two wins, two losses, and yeah. a draw. Yeah. Okay. My words need to be restructured there. But, <laughs> yes, away from home. They have, they have the third most goals allowed away from home this season. Well, Leicester seven City Liverpool and don't Southampton help. are the only teams that have given up more goals than Manchester United on the road this season. What is going on? Why are they so bad away from home? I think it's just a little blip, man. Maybe it's Casemiro not being in that squad. They've lost eight games that they've played without him, and with him, they've only lost three. So, yes, I would say huge deal that he's not there. So, yeah, they'll get him back here. Oh, that was his first game being suspended. Second. First of three, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for the weekend. Let's preview the midweek games. First up, Bournemouth at home against Brighton. See, it's going any way but one way only. One way and one way only, man. Brighton, they, they're so fun to watch. I love watching Brighton, man. I do too. Matoma and McAllister. Soli Marsh. Soli March. Oh, yeah. So much fun. Even Evan Ferguson, man. They're they're a fun outfit to watch. And I'm excited to see them. Hopefully, hopefully you're right. Because uh, I agree with you. I I see, uh, even though Bright- Bournemouth is flying high after the win against Fulham, I just, Brighton are too good. There's a different level of class there between Fulham and Brighton. Brighton have a World Cup winner on their squad. They do. Next up, we got Leeds United against Nottingham Forest. This is a bottom-of-the-table six-pointer. Is that Ellen Road? Who you got? I'm going Leeds United, man. I know they're missing some start. You're going to go draw? I'm going to go with Leeds. I hope it. I hope it's right. You are. I hope you're right. Because Leeds (laughs) desperately need the points, and I don't want to see them go down. But we both predict. Well, I, I predicted Forrest would go predict down. Forrest to go down. Okay. So they, I want, I want them to lose. Yeah. Sorry, Forrest and Forrest yeah, fans. Forrest, uh, <laughs> I did not pick you guys to go down. Maybe no, you I didn't. did. No, you didn't. Okay. Well, shows you, you how Everton. short of a memory I have, and Leeds better have just as short of one because they need to to win this game. Next up, Leicester City against Aston Villa. Leicester City fresh off. Mutual consent of Brendan Rodgers leaving. Aston Villa flying high after a win away to Chelsea at the bridge. One-way traffic. Oh, man. This game's on the fourth. Yeah. So that's 
Yeah, I, I I see it going Villa's way. Me too. Unless Leicester City can get a, a new coach in, get that new coach bounce. I, I just I don't see I don't it think they do that. that fast. Yeah. It's too quick of a turnaround, and even if they did, they get what one training session, maybe. Yeah. So I don't see I, it. No, Villa. Villa just beat Chelsea, man. It's yeah. Sanford Bridge. Oh yeah. And they have the third most points in the league since Unai Emery was appointed. So Oh damn, has he good at done a fantastic job with so Aston Villa, good. dude? What a hiring by Aston Villa. Let me say What a hiring. What a hiring. Next up, managerless Chelsea versus soon to be managerless Liverpool. If Liverpool loses this game. No, I think Liverpool six by Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> Unlike Graham Potter, he's won them things. <laughs> That's true. And they still technically have a chance to make it into the Champions League next season. But they can't play like they did against Manchester City. I was going to say, like, Liverpool, maybe another draw, honestly, like before. Just a nil-nil snooze fest again? Yeah. I, that first game was so bad. You think I, I, this is going to be bad? Do you see it going better? No. Maybe I was just going to go on another one of my rants where I say, man, these teams suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these guys suck. Both teams, their form is awful. Is Chelsea bad. can't put the ball in the net. Liverpool can't keep the ball out of the net. <laughs> I, I'll be honest with you. I... I could see Liverpool winning this game, except it's not at Anfield. So, no. I'm going to go 1-1 draw. I I was going to say, I either see it a draw or a Liverpool win. I I don't see Chelsea winning this game, man. Yeah, I don't see Chelsea getting anything out of this game either. Next up on the fifth, Manchester United at home to Brentford. How do you see this going? You get to see those ugly jerseys again. Ugh. I'll let you watch that game. You can tell me about it. <laughs> I don't know. I might watch the next one. Oh, Manchester United, Brentford. I'm going to go Man United. Man United are at home. They're a completely different beast. Brentford away from home. Not the same as they do as they play at home. I agree. Manchester United win this one. Although I do think it will be a very back and forth game. Oh, I do too. I think this will yeah. this has a potential to be close. Mm-hmm. Next up, West Ham against Newcastle. Newcastle flying high after beating Manchester United. West Ham flying high after beating Southampton. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. You might think I'm crazy. I'm going to go for a draw on this one. I don't think you're crazy. I think that... Newcastle scoring two goals is probably up there with the most they've scored this season in a game. I can see it being nil-nil or one-one. But I'm gonna go I'm gonna go one-nil Newcastle. Yeah, I mean that would be the the favorite they're the definitely the favorites, I would say. But yeah. I think West Ham might get something out of this. We'll see. Yeah, I think it'll be low scoring. I, I don't think Newcastle put more than one. Maybe two. Against West Ham, no more than two, though. It's whether or not West Ham can break through that amazing defense Newcastle has. Mm, 
If anyone can do it, it's Jared Bowen, man. He looks like their best player. <laughs> yes, he is their best player. I just, I, I don't think he's got enough around him to be able to do that. But oh, hey. he has no one around him, man. <laughs> but hey, you know, Declan Rice is there. Things can happen. Will they? Yeah. <laughs> he I needs to tell. play a little better, too, if I'm being honest. He does. He does. He looks like he's a not man looking like a hundred million pound signing. That's for sure. That That is 100% for sure. All right, let's fly over to Germany in the Bundesliga. First up, we got Union Berlin against Stuttgart. This was one-way traffic. Three second-half goals by Union Berlin. Gave them a much-needed win against a struggling Stuttgart side. Yeah, Stuttgart, man, they're bottom of the table now. Union yeah. Berlin sitting in third. That's a yeah. good win from them. Keep some great win. Kind of in touching distance, I would say, with Dortmund and Bayern. They're not quite in that fight. They're within touching distance, I would say. Yeah, I mean, if Dortmund play the way that they played against Bayern Munich. Spoiler! Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just, Union, Union Berlin could catch them. And if that happens, Bayern Munich run away with the title. Just saying. Next up. Shock result in Germany. RB Leipzig losing to Mainz. 3 Was it though? I think someone maybe said that Mainz were in pretty good form and mm-hmm. would play well. Mm-hmm. But no one expected Leipzig to play this bad. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah. Leipzig gave up a goal inside of 10 minutes and then two goals in 10 minutes in the second half. Gave Mainz a 3-0 blowout of Told RB you. Leipzig. You were right. You were Told right. Told you Mainz, man. Look at their form. They're in fantastic form. They are. They are. Haven't Don't lost a game in their last five. Leipzig were playing at home. They should have won this game. They played like dog crap. It was bad. They have way too much talent to play like that. I'm sorry. That's that's or literally maybe all I have to say. <laughs> Mice, congrats! You guys played them off the park. It's not easy to do with an RB Leipzig team. Next up, struggling Schalke against Bayer Leverkusen with Leverkusen winning three 0 Leverkusen, man, they're in fine form right now. Four wins out of their last four games. Yeah, Schalke finally starting to climb place. the table. And yeah. Like you said, Schalke, second from bottom. Is it coincidence since Florian Wirtz has come back, they've been uh, playing so well? I don't think so. Not at all. Florian Wirtz, in my opinion, is their best player. They have some good players on that that Bayer Leverkusen team. They do. I like a bunch of their players. Yeah. Musa Diaby. up-and-coming talent. I mean, Adli, Ezekiel Palacios, Uh, Karim Demirabai. Demer by, <clears throat> yeah, all over the pitch. Yeah, three three second half goals in this one. Florian Verts gets a goal. His form front after coming back from injury has been fantastic. It's definitely one to watch. And last but not least, we got Der Klassiker. Der Klassiker versus Borussia Dortmund and Bayern Munich absolutely mopped the floor. 
with Borussia Dortmund in this one. They Winning did, man. Four to two. Thomas Tuchel wins his first Der Klassiker. And they go top of the table. I'll be honest. Byron went up 4-0 in this game at one point. It just looked like a kick around with the boys. Yeah, the first goal was absolutely terrible mistake from the goalkeeper, man. He goes to kick the ball, and apparently he touched it because he they did. awarded the own goal. He, he but did still, touch it, it, but he didn't, that was harsh. he didn't redirect it towards goal. It was no. already going towards goal, so it should have been Upamakano's goal. So just to rub salt. And then Leroy Sané could have even just like kicked it in and taken it, but he was like, ah, oh, nah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Terrible what he mistake, was man. It was so bad. Completely. It just rolls past him into the goal. It should have just been a routine kick. Or I mean, Upa Makano kicked it. Why don't you just grab it? He was outside the box. I, I know, but why run outside of the box? Yeah, exactly. Was my terrible mistake. You have to ask Koval. Yeah, <laughs> I don't get it. It was bad. It Anyways, was bad. Thomas Mueller, man of the match. I would say so. He got two in this one, two tap-ins. Yeah, first one was just kind of chilling at the back post. Mm-hmm. Ball falls to him. Oh, thank you. His kind That's of range. Man. Yeah. And the second those. one, I think I think it was Leroy Sané took a shot, and he was just there to follow it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then a beautiful lead from him for the third. Kingsley oh, let's go between his legs straight to Kingsley Coman, man. It's beautiful. That was beauty. Yeah. I actually did that in indoor here last week, man. I was playing it, so I passed you the ball and I let it go. And my player player behind me was running on and went through on goal and scored. So Thomas Muller, he I learned do. it from me. Just gonna just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> I love doing those, but for me, it's like sometimes you sell it too well and you juke out even the person who you're trying to leave the ball for. <laughs> yeah for me i mean don't get me wrong there's a little bit of luck involved like i saw him make the run but i was running towards the ball and i had the defender on my back i just let it go between my legs and took the defender out well there you go and i was glad like oh like the ball was just perfectly like right on for him to run onto too like sometimes you know you let it go and it's behind them a little and they got to come back but yeah well but beautiful goal from mueller there you go all right Dorman getting leave through Dor- mueller yeah yeah exactly Dorman getting two back, one through an Emre Sean PK and a Danielle Malin goal in the 90th minute. But again, this is all Bayern Munich. I'm going to stick by what I said, man. man. They're going to run away with the title. Yeah, the first half, they really just outshone Dortmund completely. Yeah. Wiping the floor with them. It was. (laughs) All right. Enough about Dirk Classica. Let's go to La Liga. What do you got? La Liga, man. On April Fool's Day, 4-1, we had Elche against Barcelona. It was funny. I texted you during this game. We were watching it. Uh, Barca was up 1-0. I was like, look, Barca's up 1-0. What a surprise. (laughs) It didn't stay 1-0, though, did it? No, No. they ended up winning (laughs) 4-0. Just kick around with the boys for Barca, man. It really was. Lewandowski had a couple goals, probably could have had three or four. And Sufati gets his first goal in a long time. Ferran Torres got a goal. I mean, yeah, this one wasn't even close. No, not at all. It's not even close on the standings either. LJ are in 20th place, last place on 13 points. Barcelona in first 
with 71 points. Yeah. So uh, at the time, put them 15 points above Real Madrid at the time. And well, it's almost that many points between Valencia and Elche at the bottom of the table. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> oh, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, Elche, they're. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Yeah, they're they're in twentieth on with thirteen points, and Valencia's in nineteenth on twenty six. <laughs> oh man! But moving on in La Liga. On the 2nd of April, we had Real Madrid against Real Valladolid. And you want to talk about an even bigger kick around with the boys? <laughs> Real I Madrid thrash Real Valladolid 6-0. They were up 4-0 inside of 36 minutes, and Benzema had a hat trick in 7. You know what I will say, though? In the first 10 minutes, Valladolid hit the post and actually had a couple chances. And then that was it. That was it. Benzema, yeah, he gets a hat trick, man. What about that? I forget third, who else though. scored. I think Asensio scored. Lucas Vasquez scored. Did Rodrigo yeah. score? I don't know. Rodrigo so had the first. Benzema got three. Uh, Asensio got one. And then uh, Lucas Vasquez got the last one. I know Rodrigo had like maybe two called back. Or he had some really good chances. So it could have been eight, is what you're saying. <laughs> it really could have been. I think his was called back. Vinny Jr., it was a beautiful. Vinny Jr. Like the ball what came over the top he and he went to chest it and it just bounced off his arm, though, was the problem. And Vinny Jr. still had at least three assists in this one, too. So Yeah, he looks fantastic. Fire. How about Benzema's third, though? A little half bicycle kick? Yeah. That was nuts. And then the man with the cheeseburgers, Ed <laughs> Hazard. Making his return to the Real Madrid side after 204 days, hasn't played since September 11th of last year, gets an assist for the sixth goal. Yep, he did to Lucas Vasquez. Yep. Old cheeseburger, back at it again. <laughs> Good job for N. Hazard, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm proud of him. I'm glad he came yeah. back instead of just pulling a Gareth Bale and collecting a paycheck and going golfing. <laughs> Uh, we also had Villarreal against Real Sociedad, and this one ended 2-0 for Villarreal, beating Real Sociedad. Yeah, what a win for the Yellow Submarine. Yeah, huge blow to Real Sociedad, man. Huge. I mean, they're definitely out of this title race. Well, were they ever in the title race? I guess not. I, they're honestly just fighting for a Champions League spot. Yeah, and now because of that loss, it's become a three-horse race. Villarreal, four points back. Real Betis. Three points back. It's anyone's ball game for that fourth place spot. If Sociedad don't start scoring goals and getting better results, they've been struggling yeah. of late. So in this game, Danny Parejo got Villarreal going on a PK in the 77th minute. And then Nico Jackson doubled the lead four minutes later, only to be sent off 10 minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> Little moist keen action. Right? <laughs> yeah. But... I think Villarreal deserved winners in this one. They just looked a better squad the whole game. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Moving on, we had Atletico Madrid against Real Betis. Honestly, I thought maybe Betis were going to hold out for a draw on this one. I but thought they it could was destined it. for it, man. Atletico win 1-0. Angel Correa, man, gave Atletico the lead in the 86th minute. 86th. 
It was kind of a little bit of luck. He he was kind of dribbling at a defender, got the lucky bounce, you know, where it bounces off the defender and then back off you and then ends up in front of you. But then after that, man, he goes around two two Betis players and puts it away. So it was, it was a beauty after that. That's yeah, for it sure. Was. It was. I just I think it's unlucky for Betis not to get a point in this one, unfortunately. But that's been, you know, Diego Simeone's M.O. Is when a game looks destined for a draw, pull something out. Yeah, and Atletico, man, they're they're in good form. Yeah, only five points back of Real Madrid at this point. We'll see, but we'll see if they can catch them. I doubt it, but maybe. <laughs> I doubt it too. I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. But midweek. We have a little game called El Clasico. El Clasico. <laughs> it is the Copa del Rey second leg. Yes. This one is on April 5th. We have Barcelona against Real Madrid. As you might recall, Barcelona have a 1-0 lead off of Eder Militao own goal. So we'll see if uh, Real Madrid can turn this tie around. What do you think? No. Not the way that Real Madrid have played against Barcelona this season. I, I just I <laughs> why don't. do they just suck so bad against They're, Barca? <laughs> it's like there's the Real Madrid against everybody else, and the Real Madrid against Barcelona. They're two different. It's like a scared child. It's like that big bully that beats everyone up at school, and then yeah, it's like Real Madrid walks out there in their dirty dirty pee pants right before every game. Yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see if Real Madrid can turn it around. I hope they at least make it interesting, man. Get a goal. I first. hope so too. Honestly, I hope they win. I do, but I don't think, I don't think they'll get one. Well, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. This will be a good one. El Clasico's are always fun to watch. They're always fun. Very cagey as well. They can be, yeah. All right, let's get over to Serie A. And on April Fool's Day, Inter Milan fooling everybody. Losing to Fiorentina 1-0. Man. Dude, when I was watching this game, I was just shaking my head at the screen. Like, what are you doing, Inter Milan? Like, it was a good game. Don't get me wrong. A good game to watch. Not necessarily a good game by Inter Milan. But damn, dude, I don't know what the coach was thinking. He left Lautaro Martinez on the bench, had to bring him off to try to salvage this game because they went down 1-0, lost 1-0. But yeah, man, Bonaventura got the lone goal. Lukaku missing some sitters. Surprise, shocker there. Whoa. And he's going back to Chelsea. Oh. <laughs> but that result just, it hurts Inter Milan, man. They dropped down into fourth. They're now on 50 points. Fantastic result for Fiorentina. It takes them up to ninth on 40 points. So, I mean, well a, done, honestly, Fiorentina. Yeah, and it, it's it's a huge blow for Inter Milan in the race for Champions League places because not only that, but there's this little club called Juventus. We're only six points back now after having 15 games, 15 points deducted. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Speaking of, Juve playing Hellas Verona, win 1 0. Yeah. Moist Keen, man. Yep. Return from suspension. Only goal in the game against his former club. 
Juve on the road to the Champions League. Man. Whether it be top four or through the Europa League, they got a chance. They got a chance, especially with the I was watching this game, man. Else. So this was another one of those where I talk crap about a player and then they score the score goal. I was literally thinking watching this game, Moise Keane, what have you done? <laughs> How do you play for Juventus? How have you played for PSG? How did you get sold to Everton? Like, what what do you do out there, bro? And then, of course, he scores the goal. Yeah. But I was just, I don't know. I don't care for Moise Keane. I'll be honest with you. I don't see why he's been playing for all these great clubs. It would have made more sense if he stayed at Everton. The way they're playing this season. But he played like crap there, man. You remember watching him? Well, yeah. But the whole Everton team is crap. So Now, but not back now, then. No, you're right. But a team like Juventus, does he deserve to be there? He's showing that he is. And he does. It's good Sometimes. for him. So he's getting red cards again. Yeah, well, he's still a kid, so. I mean, we were doing yada, yada, things in our 20s, so. <laughs> On the 2nd of April, we had AS Roma against Sampdoria, and this was one way, and one way only. AS Roma winning 3-0 against 10-man Sampdoria with three second-half goals. AS Roma, man. Tied on points with Inter now. This That's is, wild, we got, too. We got ourselves a race for that fourth, third and fourth place spots. At this you remember point. when Roma lost to Cremonese? Yeah. For their first win since the mid-90s in the Serie <laughs> A. Huh? Yeah. And now they're right back in the mix, man. I did uh, learn a fun fact while watching this game, though. So, you know when you make a wall and there's always the player now laying behind the wall on the ground? Mm-hmm. In Italy, uh, they call that uh, playing the crocodile. Huh. That is a fun fact. That's the player is playing the crocodile when he lays behind the wall. <laughs> that is a very fun fact, and uh, it actually makes perfect sense. Right? It's laying <laughs> like a big old log like a crocodile. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, sometimes get up like one, too. <laughs> Next up, we had the... Champions League quarterfinal preview, Napoli and AC Milan. However, we both said that AC Milan stood no chance in this game. Man, they must have hurt us because they proved us wrong. Like, Dude, I feel like every time. one of those AC Milan players just all of a sudden to be in really good form. Yeah. All those players, man, Four played nil. so well. 4 nil against the champions. Rafael Leao looked good. Brian Diaz looked good. Salamakers looked good. Um, Salamakers, that fourth goal, man, he dribbles pretty much through the entire Napoli team. Just cuts through them. And then just the cherry on the cake puts it between the goalie's legs. (laughs) (laughs) Chef's kiss. But Rafael Leao had a nice finish, man. Chipping it over the goalie as he was coming out, just lifting it over him. Beautiful assist from Brian Diaz. Brian Diaz gets on the score sheet. Leao gets another one, man, just beating his defender, rifling it far corner. Sandro Tonali, great game. Sandro Tonali had a beautiful assist, yeah. They just look good, man. They They look really good. They did. I mean, Victor Osman was out for this one. Um, He got a hip injury. 
doubt for the Champions League first leg. Yep, they're saying he'll be out for that one. Ultimately, this game doesn't really matter for the Serie A title race, but man, will this give AC Milan the utmost confidence going into that Champions League quarterfinal? Yeah, it moves them into third place. Yeah, one point ahead of Inter and Roma. I mean, again, soccer makes no sense. Serie A makes no sense, except for Napoli. But even today, on this game, no. Still didn't make sense. No. Speaking of not making sense, let's go over to Ligue 1. PSG. Man, you would think they'd be able to win against a bunch of farmers. But, uh, no. Hey, Leon, Leon is no farmer team, man. No, you're right. They're a good team. You're right, but... PSG, prior to their last game before the international break, hadn't lost at home in two years. They lose to Lyon 2-0 for their second straight loss at home. What is going on? They look bad. I don't know, man. Messi was getting booed again, though, by the fans. Yeah, I, I don't think he stays. He doesn't take well to getting booed off the field. No way. He should leave. Yeah. Where he goes is anyone's guess. I've heard everything from Al Nasir to Manchester United. So who knows? To back to Barca. Or back to Barca. Enter Miami a lot of work to do MLS. for that. Who knows? But it's possible. All right. Changing gears a little bit. I wanted to talk about international break. Quite a few players pulled out of international duty due to injury. Air quotes is what he's doing right now. Yeah. Air quotes. You're not watching on YouTube. (laughs) Before even playing games for their nations, a couple of examples, Marcus Rashford seemed fine to me playing against Newcastle. He did play this weekend. He did play this weekend. Erling Holland didn't want to be risked by Jurgen Klopp or uh, Pep Guardiola against Liverpool. He said, which I mean, if you, I think if you have Erling Holland against Liverpool, you play him. Yeah. Wouldn't you say Uh, so? Yeah, I think that one, you know, even though most people thought he was just sitting out and Pep Guardiola was doing what Sir Alex Ferguson used to do, tell his players to fake an injury and then not play or risk their health for international duty. But I was wrong. So I will apologize. The robot there. did need a little, didn't need an oil change, huh? Yeah, he did. <laughs> just give him an oil can, squirt. The Tin Man. <laughs> so, what what are our views on this? Is because of things like this, where your best players are sitting out because of injury, air quotes, is a March international break pointless? Why even have it? Well, I think some of them were European qualifiers, weren't they? Yeah, some so, of I them mean, were European qualifiers. I mean, yeah, obviously, as a coach of a of a nation. You know, whether it's Norway, England, wherever, and and Europe, you want your best players because you want to qualify for the Euros. Yeah, but if you're FIFA, you just had a World Cup three and a half months ago. Why do you need to have an international break now? Why don't you just push it to the end of the season? I don't know, man. I mean. Don't get me wrong, like I was definitely worried as far as an Arsenal fan, worried about well, yeah, Thomas, Thomas Partey. Partey said to have an injury. 
He came home early. Sokka got sick. <clears throat> Grealish got I mean, sick. So I, I don't know what you do. I don't want to say don't start your best players or to not have a, a break. I don't know when they fit these games in. You know, if this is the only time they can fit them in. Well, then let me let me ask this them. question. Let me ask this question of you. Do players value this, you know, the Continental Tournament qualifiers versus end of the season run-ins? Like, because this is a crucial point in the season. Most players are if they're in the title race, don't want to jeopardize that. They'd rather win a trophy than play a European qualifier. I could see that, yeah. But at the same time, you also want to represent your country. You also want to make sure your country gets to the Euros. You want to get caps. You want to get goals for your country. You know, if you're Harry Kane, wouldn't you like to be stacking your goal tally for England? I would because I have nothing else to play for per usual. If I'm Harry Kane, would you rather if you're be a young Pakayo Saka striker or play for Tottenham? If you're a young Pakayo Saka, wouldn't you like the performances you gave against Ukraine to help cement your place in the England squad? Well, I mean, in the case of Pakayo Saka, I don't think anybody starts above him. So I think well, I'm just giving you examples about why a player would want to play in these European qualifiers. No, I, I understand where it you're doesn't necessarily from. have to be those certain players. I'm just giving examples. Yeah, no, I, I understand where you're coming from. And, you know, certain players that are sitting on the bench for their club teams gives them a chance to go and play. So, yes, I mean, it's definitely for those. It's fantastic. I mean, look at Scotland beating Spain. Half the players on that Scottish team play on the bench for certain teams. So, what do you guys think? Let us know. Yeah, let us know on our Facebook group, on our YouTube channel at Bruce and Banter FC. Check out the Instagram, TikTok, and of course the merch on Redbubble. We love it, guys. We love doing this. Thank you for supporting us. It means the world. It does. And on that note, we love you guys. Thank you so much. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>